Hello, everybody, and welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm Boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude, my buddy, Johnny Nani. Johnny, tonight we watched the White Sox go down to the Chicago Cubs 7-3. to Obviously not the outcome we were hoping for here on Giolito Day. How are you feeling, my friend? Uh, you know, Buzz, I- I'm all right. It-, it stings. It always sucks losing the Cubs. I'm not going to mince that at all. Um, every White Sox fan wants to beat the Cubs every single time we play them. There is no hiding that. Um, no hiding that in me either. But, um, yeah, you know, you felt good going into this game. You felt that uh, Giolito was your best chance to win in this one. Honestly, going into this, I probably predicted a split, but the opposite of how it happened with the White Sox losing game one and then winning game two on the back of a quality Giolito start um, did not happen tonight. Um, I know he did end up striking out nine, um, but, you know, the home runs, that is what ended up being the difference maker in this one, Buzz. Right. I mean, I I think everybody had the same prediction that Nova was going to get rocked on um, you know, on yesterday's game and then Giolito was going to come and and get us the dub tonight. And unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. Giolito got uh touched up by Wilson Contreras pretty good there. Um, you know, Lucas struggled finding control uh in the first inning there and, you know, letting up a grand slam unfortunately for the Sox. Uh to Wilson Contreras and it was just a just a rough game for him and then he finally came you know back down to earth a little bit and in a good way after starting off shaking kind of you know kept control a little bit and then got touched up by Wilson Contreras again but this game started off exciting if you're a White Sox fan your guy Lurie legend first pitch swing home run ball traveled like 430 feet I was like was that was that Lurie or Eloy who hit that (laughs) Yeah, seriously. No, yeah. Lurie, first pitch, man. I know he loves to attack them. Um, He has been notorious for that swing very early in counts. Um, You know, plenty of first pitch uh, hacks that he's had so far this season. And that one, yeah, he just caught uh, Lester, leaving one out over the middle of the plate. And, you know, he's hitting right-handed. He is a switch hitter, but he is historically better left-handed. He just got behind it and put it out. And that put a jolt of excitement into the White Sox fan base. Um, You know, I I think this was a huge sort of uh, confidence boost. Obviously, Lucas Giolito hadn't taken the mound yet, but um, that gives you a whole lot of confidence just with the way that Gio has been pitching so far. Um, But then obviously the Cubs got right to it in their half of the first as well. You'd mentioned that um, Contreras grand slam, um, I mean, that, that, uh, I'm not going to say the game was over then, but that does shift momentum in a huge way and also decreases win probability and takes just life out of your team a little bit, Buzz. Well, I don't know what you think on that subject there. Yeah. I mean, well, like, yeah, that first inning was, it was rough. You know, Schwarber comes out right away. hits a double, right. You know, uh, it was nice because Chris Bryant then struck out, I believe Anthony Rizzo then walked. Javi Baez, I believe, then walked. I don't know if he got a hit in that first, and then Contreras came up and, and did did his damage. So you know, it was that, the first inning was pretty deflating. But you know, the Sox had a couple opportunities to to shrink that lead and make their comeback, and, uh, and they almost did. They you know they almost got there at one point. Um, but I think uh, I think that we just fell a little bit short there, especially you know um, when we were getting ready to strike. I believe. I believe we had a man on second and third. If correct me if I'm wrong now, because I was watching the game and doing 10 million other things at the same time. But 
I believe we had a man on second and third, and that's when Lurie got kind of screwed over with that call where he you know, took a swing at the ball. He was still in the box, and the ball hit him, and they called him out. And yeah. Yeah, that 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 was, yep. I think, very like the most deflating thing of the game. I mean, there was, a, like I said, there was yep. a couple deflating things. Uh, and, you know, I never like to try to blame the umps, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, that was the most deflating thing uh, to me for this game. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that, that's a great point to bring up. Um, you know, so in that fourth inning, in the top of the fourth of the White Sox, that is when they did strike again. The only other time they would strike in this game. Um, in the top of the fourth, James McCann hit a home run opposite field. I believe it went like something like 419 feet. So that was good to see him, um, you know, continue that, uh, raise that batting average back up if it was slumping a little bit. Um, and then, um, you know, Yoan Moncada had an RBI double there. And then there was a second and third situation, like you had just mentioned. Um, you had just brought this up. Uh, Lurie Garcia up at the plate. You know, Ryan Cordell, before he had struck out on a very questionable, pit, questionable pitch, uh, John Lester was getting the benefit of some calls tonight. I, I will uh, say that. I'm not going to put this on the umps, but when you look at uh, only thing I need to reference here is if you follow at right Sox, W-R-I-T-E-S-O-X on Twitter, he posts a nice little uh, pitch uh, map of where these uh, called balls and called strikes go. And, um, you know, Lucas Giolito wasn't getting the benefit that John Lester was in this one. So Ryan Cordell strikes out there. And then Lurie has a chance with men on second and third. And that play that you had just mentioned, he looks like he fouls it off of himself. But the home plate umpire says that it was uh, out of the box when, uh, you know, the ball had made contact with Lurie, and then that, by def- by rule, would be an out. Um, but when you look at the replay, it, his right foot does not land outside of the box until after the ball had already struck him. Um, so, I, I, I mean... I would just the, like the, to know how he had an angle to even make an yeah, educated decision on to make that call. So here's the thing, he didn't buzz. He did not have a angle to make that a clear cut call. Um, and that is what Ricky came out of the dugout and pleaded his case for. Um, I mean, he didn't do it that extensively, but he probably should have a little bit more, in my opinion, just because, um, like you said, just the literal physics behind it. There's no good angle for him to be able to see that. Why not at least get a second opinion from down the line, uh, one of those umpires? So uh, that left me frustrated, to say the least. Yeah, that was. That, I think that was the most deflating thing, again, in the game for me. Um, I will say one thing, going back to Lurie Garcia, uh, again, that I'm glad that uh, he kind of came out tonight and squashed being hurt um, because that was something that was brought up on yesterday's Sox on tap as well um, mm-hmm. and, you know, throughout the White Sox community on Twitter. So it was nice to see Lurie come out and just say maybe his legs were a little bit tired there, but he's okay. And it was good to see Yoan Mankata, you know, uh, hit the ball a little power tonight from the right side, kind of, you know, put any, you know, any other concerns a little bit to rest now. Uh, I, I, you know, those are the biggest takeaways for me. I mean, there's not much to take away in a loss. You know, it was a rough game. It rained all game on these players, um, you know, and, uh, you know, it just, if there's any perfect takeaway, it's that, that Ludwig Garcia is okay and Yuan Makata is okay. You know, no injuries to report. And I, I'll take that to the bank all day long. Yeah, so Yohan Mankata went two for four uh, tonight's game. He had a double and a triple in this game. So, 
you would assume that the back is fine. He'll be full go for that series coming up at Texas. That was good to see. And like you had mentioned, Larry Garcia as well. I know he had made some comments that you had previously referenced about his legs just being tired. But then he also said he's grateful for the opportunity to be playing every day. Um, that has not always been the case throughout his career. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, these guys may be feeling a little bit of a wear and tear. Um, I feel like that is just a sort of kind of grind that these uh, guys that play almost every single day, um, that that's just kind of, you know, thing that you're subject to when, when you play uh, in such a highly physical intensive uh, atmosphere like that every single day, day in and day out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Lurie with the leadoff home run obviously wanted to show that he was uh, good to go for tonight. Uh, that was fun to see. But um, other than that, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, we talk, we can sit here and uh, whine and moan about uh, the missed opportunities that the White Sox had. But uh, one thing that we do need to touch on, you know, Lucas Giolito, as great as he's been uh, tonight, not that great. Four in a third innings pitch, seven hits, six runs, all six of them earned three walks uh, ended up striking out nine, but gave up three home runs. The long ball was a detriment for Lucas Giolito tonight. I think uh, buzz, tell me if the, this sounds accurate to you, Bennett Carroll, one of my, one of my slowly becoming one of my favorite guys on white Sox Twitter. Actually, I should say slowly quickly because he is very witty with his takes. And he said that um, Lucas Giolito was doing his best Carlos Rodon impression tonight. And I think that is extremely accurate for the way that you look at a final line like that. Yeah, you know, that I didn't see that tweet. I, I like following Bennett as well. He cracks me up. Um, I did not see that. But, yeah, no, I, with, with Lucas, it, he had a hell. <laughs> he's had a hell of a year, Johnny. I mean, this guy's been on absolute fire. He's been on tear. And you knew at some time it was kind of going to – he's going to come back down to earth a little bit. You know, I mean, it's – and that's okay. That that's okay, you know he can't have right. He can't have like no pitcher is just on every single start they have, you know. And he's been on for games and games in a row here. Um, it just sucks that it came up again in such a big series for the White Sox, and it's a big series for a couple reasons. It's not just because we're playing the Cubs, because you're kind of right there in the wild card. You're trying to get back to five hundred, you know. Uh, Really could have used that W tonight to get to 500, but I'm not really super worried about it. You know, it, it was crappy weather, Johnny, and you know he's been so good. Other than this, you know his ERA still sits under under threes at 2.74. I'm not I'm not too worried about it. It, it. it sucks that you know he got touched up tonight and Wilson Contreras had himself a hell of a game, um, but you know we're just gonna go back to the drawing board and. You know, just for as bad of a game that he did have, he did come out with control and seemed to learn kind of, you know, from his mistakes during the game and just didn't get killed how we've seen Giolito get killed in the, in the past, at least. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And and you make a good point there. I'm not trying to uh, rag on Lucas Giolito for anything. I'm just pointing out the line, um, and I mentioned those three long balls. So that first one, um, that long ball resulted in four of those uh, six runs. That was a grand slam by Wilson Contreras in the first inning. Lucas clearly did not have it early, um, like you had mentioned, a couple of walks early on there. Um, so, yeah, I believe two of those three walks came in that first inning there um, to help load up the bases there. 
And um, then the other the other ones were solo shots, the other home runs that he had given up uh, one, another one to Contreras the next time he came up in the third and then a Bodie shot in the uh, about the fourth, I believe it was. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, it, he did settle down. I will give him credit for that because I do think he struck out the side in one of those. I think it was the second inning. Um, it, yeah, so he, came, he, he came he came right back and battled. It wasn't like a uh, roll over and die sort of thing. I'm not um, calling him a bum, a bust, any sort of thing like that. I just wanted to point that out. Um, I think it, the best thing uh, or the best way to describe it is, like you had said, uh, coming back down to earth a little bit, and we knew it was going to happen sometime. Just unfortunate that it was in such a um, high-stakes game for the fans, I guess. You know, um, when, when you look at this in the grand scheme of things, it, it is still a, you know, mid-June game. We can't... Uh, Every game, sure, it's important, but um, when you look at it, I mean, it just means more to us as fans, I, and I think that's why we're a little more disappointed about it. But, um, yeah, I'll give Lucas credit for bouncing back, and then uh, bullpen overall, not bad. Um, yeah, the Jose team, Ruiz, right? the only run. <laughs> um, hey, I think there was a little bit of a mix because Kelvin Herrera was thrown into that oh, mix yeah, that's right. uh, yeah. as well. So, I, I mean, yeah, I, I hate to completely uh, put out those designations, but that was just my observations from games past. Um, so, yeah, o- only one run. That was Ruiz in the uh, bottom of the eighth inning. And I don't want to say it was garbage time, but uh, Buzz, it was kind of garbage time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. I, I mean, other than, you know, uh, other than that, man, I really don't have too many takeaways from this game. You know, I, the offense tried to do what they could do. The White Sox do walk away with nine hits on the night, you know, and drove, we're lucky enough, you know, drive in three there. Cubs had 11 hits, you know, drove in seven. I mean, there no one really stood out to me besides uh, Yomir Sanchez had himself a game for the Sox. Um, you know, he had three hits there tonight. Other than that, I don't really have much else. I mean, I don't think that John Lester pitched that great of a game. Um, I think that, like I said, I I know it sounds stupid, and I know that you know I might take slack for it or whatever. But like you said, when Wright Sox posted that, it was Fangraphs, I believe. Mm -hmm. That strike zone was different for Giolito than it was for Lester, and uh, that's I'm I'm gonna say that I feel did play a factor tonight a little bit i'm not gonna i'm not chalking it up and say the cubs wouldn't have won without that i just do think that that caused giolito some hell yeah and, and you know the thing is like i had mentioned that cordell going down there um in uh that situation and you know it's a pitch that's clearly outside he was already you know about on his way to first and uh Wilson Contreras is not a great framing catcher. And it's not like right. he's some defensive wizard, um, whatever. He just did a simple, it was on the outside corner, actually clearly off the outside corner, and he brought it back, you know, at the, you know, right motion, I guess, uh, to where it looks smooth to the umpire. And Ryan Cordell is called out on that. Um, you know, James McCann, even later in the game, is arguing one, even when it's kind of doesn't matter. Uh, James has been seeing it, obviously, all night. He's been right there in front of that umpire. Um, <laughs> as he's been calling this game. So, uh, you know, he, he gave him a little uh, piece of his mind as well on the way out. But, um, yeah, it, it's just something to take notice of. And like I said, if you want to go and see these graphs, I am not just shooting smoke. I'm not um, a, being a biased White Sox fan here. They they are literal, you know, the stat cast pitch graphs, uh, maps of where these pitches end up. 
uh, you can go and check them out for yourself. Uh, Right Sox does a great job of getting those out there immediately after they happen. So um, there are a couple of instances throughout the night where, you know, the same balls that were being called for Lucas Giolito that were borderline. Um, Lester was getting ones a couple more inches off the plate. Um, whatever you want to chalk that up to a, a veteran advantage, um, a uh, whatever home bias. I, I don't know if that's what it is. Uh, like you said, it's not the reason that the White Sox lost tonight and the Cubs won, but it, it is a factor that plays in. And you just like to see some consistency. If you just call him for both and the zone was big. All right. Yeah, sure. He probably upset as a hitter. You know, that's the way it goes then. You know, that's going to be the zone all game. It, right. If his strike zone would have stayed consistent throughout the whole night through for both pitchers, then I don't, I, this probably isn't a conversation that we're having right now. Because I think this is like the first ever socks on tap where we're kind of bringing the umps a little bit into it. I mean, how many episodes have we done? You know, it's just the, it, it just wasn't the same. That, that left outside yep. corner, Johnny, got way more love for Lester than it did for, you know, Giolito. And I just, that's just you know my my opinion, but again, like I said, I'm not I, I don't want to chalk it up to the umps of why the Sox lost. It was just something that I think affected Lucas Giolito's performance tonight. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I think that's definitely part of it. But then on you know I'm not going to leave it, our note here before we go into the next game and preview that. I will say you know uh, Lucas Giolito did look like he was a little bit uh, too high on the adrenaline in the first inning, going a little too quick. Um, not did not look like himself, calm, cool, collected, because that's the kind of personality that he has. Um, he, he did not look like that in the first inning, and obviously you saw the difference when he'd settled down in those latter innings in the second and the third um, and looked a little bit better. So um, I do want to leave it with that. There is still some, obviously, plenty of accountability on the White Sox side uh, for that, but it, it is just a factor to take into consideration if you were watching this whole game front to back, uh, you could definitely tell. Um, e- even if you are a Cubs fan, I think uh, you know you're not going to complain about it, right? Maybe it won't be vocal, but you're going to be like, "Wow, you know, Lester maybe got a gift there." <laughs> so exactly. Um, well, before we do move on, Johnny, there's one more thing that I want, wanted to talk to you about that I forgot to mention to you: Tim Anderson steal attempt from second. To oh third. yeah, yeah, we do need. What to talk did about you this. think about that? Uh, well, first of all. In my 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 first initial reaction to all of this is Wilson Contreras just has a cannon. The guy's got right. one of the best. I think he's probably got the best catcher arm in the league. I would probably anoint him that right now um, on this show, um, and would not feel any uh, doubts about that. Um, I mean, in the situation that it was, uh, Tim Anderson hits a leadoff double, and he's on second in a game that we need to come back in. And at first, you know, Lester uh, does the whole spin around move or the uh, step back move and runs toward him at second base. But nobody's covering Uh, those guys are playing like they're, you know, whatever normal depths at second and short. So Tim Anderson goes back and he's like, you know, yada, yada, safe, making like the signal and whatever. That's all good and fun. Um, But you got Jose Abreu at the plate. You know, Tim Anderson's sitting tonight. You got you got Jose Abreu at the plate. Um, You know, your most consistent hitter, your rock, I would say. and then Tim Anderson gets the uh, steals. I don't know if that was, I, I mean, I would assume it would come from the dugout. Um, I don't think he would be a, taking those liberties on those own. But even if he did, um, that's not the time to do it. Uh, what, what's the rule that they always say from like little league up? You never make the first or third out at third base. Um, well, Tim Anderson stole and he got gunned down by Wilson Contreras and he was out and he made that first out at third base there. Um, just in my opinion, 
I wouldn't run on uh, Contreras. That would be my first holdup there, Buzz. But then the second holdup that you could bring up into this is what I just mentioned. The heart of the order is there. You got Abreu, McCann, Eloy coming up. Nobody out, uh, man on second. I would take my chances with those guys. I don't know about you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that <laughs> another situation where the White Sox might have been able to make something happen, you know, uh, that cat and mouse game with, you know, Tim Anderson being on second there and messing with Lester and, you know, making Lester keep looking back and whatnot could have, you know, possibly, you know, done something where Lester makes a mistake and Abreu gets a hold of one and takes, you know, takes advantage of that or, you know. Eloy or McCann or Magada. I mean, that, that heart of the lineup was very nice. And Tim's been struggling a little bit lately. We've seen his average fall down to, uh, to 312, you know, but I just wish that uh, that didn't happen because I wouldn't, I wouldn't run on Wilson anyway. And the fact that, uh, the fact that Yomir beat one out tonight on, on Contreras made me pretty happy uh, <laughs> to say the least, because uh, Javi Baez had one of his sexy tags, even though thank God, you know, uh, Yomer was safe, but I just really wish that, um, that Tim wouldn't have done that. We, you know, gave us a chance to get another yeah. run across. Yeah. I mean, it's just at a crucial point in the game where you need runs. Um, that, that's the biggest thing. Um, maybe in a different, even then I, I just go to the catcher's arm. I mean, you're playing against one of the elite ones. That That is what would have taken me off of that to start with. I probably wouldn't have even considered it, but, um, you know, uh, it, it's just something to uh, improve on going forward. It sucks in the situation. Um, I mean, oh God. And then the other thing, it's just hard of the order coming up. I've already said it once, but who else would you trust more than Jose Abreu, James McCann right there? Um, I would you know, personally oh, trust Yonder Alonso very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you're a funny guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we, we could dwell on it all night. Um, it sucks. Uh, th- that is something that we don't want to see going forward. Um, but anything that we say here, Buzz, unfortunately, is not going to change it. I think our listeners, our followers are very aware uh, of the, uh, you know, stakes that were uh, up in that uh, particular situation. So uh, I, I think I'm ready to move on from it, because if I talk about it anymore, I think I'm just going to get sad here. I don't want you to get sad, man. So we're going to move into Friday's game because the White Sox have another off day tomorrow. Um, whew, we got Ronaldo Lopez against Ariel Gerardo. I am very bad at names. Um, Sounds but, about right. Yeah, I think I was about right there. So Ronaldo Lopez is four and seven with a 6.31 ERA, 81, 81 and a third, uh, 93 hits let up, 76 strikeouts. 36 walks. He's let up 19 home runs. Oh, my. 19 home runs on the season there. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. I read that across, and I tried, like, getting through it, and I'm like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> and then uh, Gerardo is 4-3 and three with a 4.23 ERA. Uh, 44 innings pitched there with 50 hits, 34 strikeouts. He's walked 13, let up six bombs. So Texas is good. They're 39-34. Yes. and 34. They're 25-13 and 13 at home. Going up against our our White Sox here tonight, Johnny, and uh, we we need to, we need to squeak out a win here. We need Ronaldo to finally start turning it around, and I feel like we say this every time Ronaldo gets on the mound this this season. So I'm just gonna take what I can get here, just uh just let up three you know three to four runs and see if the White Sox offense can make something happen. Yeah, no, Buzz, I was just going to say that um, as much as I'd like to see Ronaldo Lopez turn it around, um, something just doesn't look right. Um, something's flat. 
I know he has a, a more of a power arm, but he's not blowing anybody away like he did earlier in the season in that Detroit game where he struck out, what is it, 16? Yeah, 14. Um, we're, we're not, yeah, four, yeah, 14, excuse me, that was 14. But, we're, I mean, we're not getting that anymore. That I Honestly, that really was a one-and-done thing for him this season, at least. Um, last season may have been flashes of that. But, um, yeah, the, this season is uh, a, a different story. Um, Ronaldo Lopez is struggling. Um, we... we like you had said, I think the best you can hope for is hold Texas to three, four runs there. And the ball carries in Texas. Um, there, there's no doubt about that. So I want to see some offensive explosion from the White Sox here. Um, I mean, you're going to need it at any point throughout the series when you're looking at any of these games that we're going to be playing. Um, you're going to need offense to win these games and probably a good chunk of it. I would imagine even uh four five runs may not even get you a win in a couple of these games uh that's just the way it goes down in texas um i don't know about you but uh i uh I, i'm a little scared for this one buzz i'm not gonna lie uh texas is only a half game back of the al wild card the second spot there boston is in that um by a slim margin there um <laughs> less than a game and uh Texas is just grooving right now. They're they're playing some good ball. So, what are your thoughts? Well, they're yeah, they're definitely playing very good ball, and the, you know they're motivated. They got a lot of talent on that team. They are arguably missing. I mean, the, their best hitter, and they're still winning. Joey Gallo's been out for a while here. You know, so uh, they're missing Gallo. He's been out for a minute now. So you know, they're they're just they're a good team, and uh, the White Sox need to be on their A game. What I'm wondering to myself right now is is who's catching for Ronaldo Lopez on Friday, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so gonna be because it's usually beef, and beef's on the IL. So uh, I mean, so, are we gonna see Collins behind the plate? I know he did play tonight. He took a walk, I believe. But uh, you know, I mean, is it gonna be McCann behind the plate for Ronaldo Lopez? Or are we gonna finally get to see maybe maybe Zach Collins behind the plate? Yeah, so there, there are a couple of factors to take into consideration here. Um, obviously, Ronaldo Lopez likes throwing to Wellington Castillo. Wellington Castillo is on Sunday IL right now, not an option. So when you look at this. James McCann played these past two games, uh, started, caught all nine innings of these uh, last two Cubs games on Tuesday and Wednesday night. That said, White Sox have a day off Thursday, so I don't know if that resets McCann's battery. Um, And then they're going to go with uh, Collins on another day. And if they were to start McCann on this Friday night series opener in Texas, or if they were going to go in fresh uh, with Zach Collins and give James McCann that max rest period there. Um, it, it's up in the air for me. Um, I would prob honestly, uh, with how much struggle Reynaldo Lopez has had, if you're trying to give him the best opportunity for success, I would guess McCann comes back and then you're right. seeing Collins on Saturday. That is just a, honestly, just a, uh, um, instinctive sort of thing uh just when you're talking about a guy's psyche uh when you're when you're looking at a guy like Ronaldo Lopez so I would guess McCann Friday but uh that, that was one thing that we did miss in that um you know it, it's hard to uh uh seek out positives in a loss like we did to the Cubs but just going back to that real quick uh Zach Collins technically did make his major league debut tonight at Wrigley Field uh he walked in his only at bat are you shocked by that at all? <laughs> no, I'm not. He's got a he's got a good set of eyes on him, and this is something <laughs> yep. that we talked about when he was coming up. And I just got to, I was you know scrolling through the Twitterverse just looking for something, and uh, 
from Jason Benetti and Chuck Garfine. It turns out Zach Collins uh, got something for his first major league walk. He got the first baseball pitch to him and the last ball baseball pitch to him that led to his walk. He said he's given both of those to his parents. So that's, I mean, at least he had a cool takeaway here tonight. We got a little bit of a feel good story, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wanted to bring that up while we were on the subject of Zach Collins, but uh, I don't know about you. I do think it will be uh, James McCann ended up starting this game on Friday. Oh, yeah, night, you're but, probably uh, right. Yeah. I mean, I know they, they don't want to overload catchers like that. I mean, it's a grind. You're, you're still, uh, you haven't hit the all-star break yet. You still actually got almost a month to go before that. Uh, maybe right. a little bit less, but still, um, you know, when you just talk about, I think the biggest thing there is pitcher psyche. Um, there's no option for a Wellington Castillo. It's not like he's just uh, sitting on the bench, you know, waiting his turn. No. It's uh, it's got to be one or the other, and I would guess McCann, the more experienced guy, to uh, help lead that. So this thing does not. Um, I'm not saying it's spiraling out of control, but um, you you want to keep Reynaldo leveled, and if if he gets into any sort of adversity, who do you trust more to go out and talk to him to calm him down? Right. It's yeah. McCann and then, or Zach definitely Collins, be McCann. You know. So. Yeah. So do you have a pick to click for Friday's game? I know it's uh, early. I, I know we don't have lineups yet, but yeah, no, 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 I do. Um, and uh, you know what? This one uh, it makes no sense logic wise at all, but I'm just going to go with it. Um, it. It doesn't have anything to do with his performance. I know it's been a few years removed, but Lurie Garcia returning to his former team. Uh, he was a Texas Ranger to start. Um, we ended up getting him after that. Um, so we are a second team that he has been with in his major league career. Um, I, I like him to go home and uh, do some damage there, at, at least uh, a few singles, um, maybe steal a base or two. Um, you never know. You never know with him. I'm going to go Eloy. People love hitting at Texas. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Eloy here. I'm going to have him smack a dinger in his first game there. Because I, uh, I feel like Eloy is a safe pick, and I need to start taking some safe picks for our, uh, for our spreadsheet because I keep taking like these up, you know, these crazy ones. I think I might get a check mark tonight because Makata went, you know, two for four, <laughs> so I might get a little check mark by my by my name there. But uh, I'm gonna go Eloy. I'm gonna go Eloy for uh, for Friday's game there. Excellent, I love it. You know, and the uh, I had mentioned just <laughs> the ball carries Texas. Um, who else better but to put it up in the atmosphere than Eloy Jimenez? Can't really choose anybody much better than that. And maybe Jose, but you know he, he's a fairly common pick, so I, I like the Eloy pick. Um, that uh, I, I think you will be rewarded, Buzz. Um, I will say that if I'm giving a prediction, I said I sure to go the hell hope so. My boy Lurry to uh, let Texas know that we appreciate him and uh, you know quality utility guy all around. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big fan no, of the no legend, man. No. I tell you what, he, that guy has been—you could tell—he's very happy that he gets to play every day. He deserves it. He's been—he's been great all year. Yeah, I, I love the comments that he says. You know, he's like, "Oh, I'm just happy to be playing every day," and you know, um, he, he's making the most of it. Um, we had mentioned about his average earlier on in the season. Um, he's showing a little bit of more power now. Um, you know, I think that's his yeah fifth home run of the year tonight. I, I don't know what his home run. Uh, total like high is for a season, but uh, he's got to be creeping up there. I would guess because he's not known for his power. You know, he's just switch hitter, uh, gets the job done, singles, get on base, um, you know, occasional doubles, maybe at the speed triple every once in a while, but uh, you know, a little power from him. It's nice. Good to see. Um, 
yeah, I, honestly, Buzz, though, uh, tonight, you know, it sucks. Always sucks losing to the Cubs. I hate it. Um, I don't want to hear grief from my Northside friends. I know I'm gonna, but uh, I gave him plenty of grief after Tuesday night's game. So I guess what goes around comes around. Um, that's all I have for tonight. Let's get back on track down in Texas this weekend. What do you say? Yeah, I'm with you, Johnny. That's all I got for tonight. Um, I'm with you on the North side friends. Most of, most of my friends are Cubs fans. So I'm like, I'm in the minority in that. Um, but you know, it's, it's okay. Cause I was talking some major smack too, after Eloy hit that dinger. So, I mean, it, it still makes it worth it with uh Tuesday, how Tuesday night went down. It still makes it worth it. It sucks that we lost tonight, but I'll take it, man. But that's all I got for, uh, for socks on tap here tonight, bud. Yep. That is all I've got. We'll see you again after Friday's game. Let's go, White Sox. Let's go, Sox.